if you remember me, my name is Kevin. Uh, I was here two weeks ago. And I remember two weeks ago, I was asking uh, if the guys would step up as leaders and if everyone would step up as servants. Question, meron na ba ang nag-step up? Yon, praise God. Praise God for people stepping up. You know, it's such a blessing to be in service of ministry. And it's also such a blessing to be uh, in service of you guys by preaching the word tonight. You know, sobrang exciting nung trip namin today. Uh, very heavy uh, traffic for one. Uh, buzzer beater kami. Dumating kami ng 7.55. Uh, just in time for praise and worship. Among other things that were exciting today. But when there are roadblocks like that, you know, we actually had to take, what 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 is our series? We had to take a detour. Usually, from Makati to Mandaluyong, you go through uh, Makati Avenue, di ba? Kaso hindi gumagalaw yung Makati Avenue, as in standstill. 30 minutes kami, hindi gumagalaw yung sasakyan. I was, te- I was messaging Peter Paul na, na parang, uh, bro, uh, medyo matagal na kaming andito, hindi pa rin kami gumagalaw. Uh, but we had to take a detour. I actually had to go around through EDSA to go to Shaw Boulevard here. And uh, praise God that we made it just in time. Speaking of detours, do you know what a detour is? So a detour is a change in direction, diba? You were going one way, you had, you had your direction planned, and then Wade suddenly says, you know, uh, turn right or make a U-turn. Who here likes detours? Not really, no. Who here doesn't like detours? Okay lang, you don't know. So, okay, some people don't like detours. And a lot of us don't like detours because, you know, we have our plans for our lives. We have, you know, the things we want to do, places we want to go. But the reality is, is that God brings us detours in our lives. Diba? Right? Our series is about a guy named Joseph. Joseph. And Joseph actually started pretty well. Diba? His start point was pretty well. He was a yeah, he was a favorite son. Diba? He was the favorite son and his only job was tagasumbong. Diba? He was he was kind of watching over his brothers and uh, telling his dad the things that they do wrong. And when you do that, when you're in that background and you're a favorite son, you kind of think to yourself, I kind of have it made. And you make plans for yourself. You know, since I come from a good family, a good background, I can probably get uh, into a good school or be able to start a business. And then it's going to be all uphill from there. Diba? Sometimes we have those plans. Even if you're not a favorite son, you have your plans for your life. You know, I'm going to study hard, get a good job, get money, get do something. Or, you know, I'm going to uh, find a good relationship, get married, do these things. Right? We have our plans for our lives, right? But what if those plans don't come to pass? What if those plans don't come to pass? 
And that is actually what we saw last week, right? Joseph was the favorite son, but suddenly he found himself where? In a pit. Literally. <laughs> Literally in a pit. Some of you might say, you know, I'm stuck in a pit. He, Joseph literally found himself in a pit. And Joseph at that time might have been thinking, you know, I can't get any lower than that. I can't get any lower than where I am at this point. But, you know, the intention of the brothers was actually to kill Joseph. He could actually go lower. But God granted a detour in the life of Joseph. He then found himself a slave. He found himself a slave. And this is what we're going to be talking about today. We're going to be talking about detours at work. Who here feels like a slave at work? I had I had that experience. Kind of felt like a slave at work. But imagine the position of Joseph, you know. He had it made. He had, you know, that, that coat of many colors. He had prestige. He had anything he could have ever wanted. And then he found himself as a slave. And I'm going to give you two realities today about how God is when he gives us detours. The first reality is God is faithful in every circumstance. God is faithful in every circumstance. What circumstance was that? We found Joseph to be in Egypt and he was bought by Potiphar, the captain of the guard, an Egyptian who had bought him from the Ishmaelites who bought Joseph from his brothers. Now the question is, Favorite son to slave. The question is, what would you do in this situation? What would you do in this situation? From having it made, from having it made to being a slave, what would you do if you were in Joseph's shoes? You know, ako, what I would do is... God, um, kahit naman, what's happening, diba? God, uh, are you mad at me? Or do you have something against me? What did I do, diba? It reminds me of a person in the Bible also. This guy's name was Job. Job, like Joseph, also had it made. He had everything a guy could wish for. He had money, he had a good family, and he was also right with God. But God allowed the enemy to take that all away. And he said something. Job said, shall we receive good from God and shall we not receive evil? 
are we going to accept the good things that God brings us? And are we not going to accept if He brings us bad things? See, the thing that we know is that God is in control of everything, even in our lives. And so what do we do when we get into a situation where we were good and suddenly you find yourself in a pit or being a slave? How does that look like at work? You know, some of you don't like your jobs. Feel like a slave at work. And you're like, God, when are you going to get me out of this? And all you do is, you know, at work, you know, God, I hate this day-to-day, the traffic, my boss, what, I hate all of this. And you spend most of your time looking for another job, you know, yung, yung tab mo is, ano, ano, ano na ba yung, ano ngayon, job street, ano, merong, ano, research, and then job street, and then when you hear something behind you, Ano, ano yun? Control, Alt, Tab. Kasi magsiswitch ng tabs yun. You know, I've been there. I know I know what it feels to just want to get out of your job. But the reality is that God puts us in the situations that we are in. And He always has a purpose when He puts us in those situations we are in. And one of the realities also is that your relationship with God affects how you view each circumstance. Thanks, guys. Your relationship with God affects how you view each circumstance. When you encounter a circumstance that is not favorable for you, the world does not have an explanation for that. They'll call it bad luck, you know? Minalas ka lang talaga. Or it was just chance that you found yourself there out of all of the people. But you, who have a relationship with God, should see that in everything, He has a purpose. So where you are now at work, in your situation, how you see God affects how you see your situation. Isn't it? If you see that God is good all the time, you're going to try to see what good He is doing in your situation. Because a lot of times, we don't understand what is good in our situation. But God is present. What was our our reality number one? God is faithful in every circumstance. When Joseph found himself a slave, it says that the Lord was with Joseph and he became a successful man and he was in the house of his Egyptian master. And his master saw that the Lord was with him and that the Lord caused all that he did to succeed in his hands. You see that? The master saw that the Lord was with Joseph. How do you think that is? How do you think that the master saw that the Lord was with Joseph? 
Do you think when the master praised Joseph, um, Joseph, ang galing mo with, you know, with these spreadsheets. And then Joseph would say, oh, galing ko lang talaga, boss. Do you think the master would see that the Lord was with Joseph? Or when Joseph would work, do you think he gave the minimal effort? Or did he give the best effort that he could? Imagine a slave or a favored son finding himself a slave, now working the best he could to be a slave. For someone to see that the Lord was with him, for the boss to see that the Lord was with Joseph, he must have been doing really good work and giving out really great effort. Wouldn't you agree? Diba? Because if Joseph was just sitting there and then uh, tumutubo yung whatever he was planted, what he planted, it wouldn't be attributed to the Lord being with Joseph. It would be attributed to providence. Hey, wow! Um, tumubo yung ano, pero naka na nakahiga lang dun yung slave ko. That's probably not God. But because Joseph was doing good work and God was working through Joseph to increase everything that he did, then he, then the master saw that the Lord was with Joseph. Then comes a second reality in that we are called to glorify God wherever he places us. We are called to glorify God wherever He places us. So where you are right now, where I am right now, all of us are called to glorify God where we are placed. And so you see Joseph doing good work. Joseph it says, found favor in the sight of the master. And he became the attendant of the master. Personal assistant na. And the master made him overseer over his house and put him in charge of all he had. Joseph got a promotion. Was it because of Joseph? It was because the master saw that the Lord was working through Joseph. And everything that he did increased. And the master said, I need that in my house. I need that in my company. And so Joseph got promoted from slave to overseer. There was no one second in the house from him. It says, from the time that he made him overseer in his house and over all that he had, the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. The blessing of the Lord was on all that he had in all the house and field. What we can see there is that it was the Lord who granted success to Joseph. It was the Lord who granted success to Joseph. Joseph put in good work. But it was not through, it didn't say that it was through the hard work of Joseph that 
everything increased. It was because Joseph was doing the good work, God was blessing his work and making everything increase through him. God is the one who grants success in the things we do. It was the reality for Joseph. It is the reality for us as well. You see the power of God in everything that we do. And if your efforts at work sometimes don't feel as if they're panning through, or if you get promoted or if you get recognized, that is the work of God through you and in you. And if you recognize this secret, you will have a whole new insight to work. Because then it does not depend on you. Success does not depend on you. It depends on God working through you. And that lightens the load on a lot of us, doesn't it? So God is the one who grants success in the things we do. But, God grants success to certain people because one of the purposes of God is for us to glorify Him. Diba? And if we're not, why would God grant us success? That would just glorify us, wouldn't it? And so the question is, how are you, how are you guys standing out for God in the workplace? How are you guys standing out for God in the workplace? Do your office mates know that you are a follower of Christ? If you introduced yourself as a Christian to your office mates, what would their reaction be? Would their reaction be, ah, kaya pala? Or would it be, talaga? That is something to think about because one of our most important callings is to give glory to God. Right? You are a light of the world. And what purpose of is light if it is hidden? Diba? Is your light shining in the workplace or is it hidden? Ephesians 6 5 says, Slaves, obey your earthly masters with respect and fear and with sincerity of heart, just as you would obey Christ. It says, You obey your bosses with the same respect as you would obey Christ. Christ. You obey them not only to win their favor, not only to get into their good graces when their eye is on you, but as slaves of Christ so that they could see Christ through you. You are representing your master. And it continues, serve wholeheartedly as if you were serving the Lord, not people. 
Because you know that the Lord will reward each one for whatever good they do, whether they are slave or free. So when you work, you're not working as another one of those, the employees. You're working in your workplace as a representative of God, as a slave of God. And you recognize that God is the one who is granting you success. And so if you are thinking about how you can glorify God in the workplace, here is some things you can do that will allow you to glorify God in the workplace. One is deal with everyone lovingly. Deal with everyone lovingly. Not iromansa mo lahat ng office mates mo. But the workplace is a very cutthroat environment. Would you agree? People at the backs of other people, stabbing each other in the back, uh, talking about other people, bringing them down so that they could elevate themselves. But we are called to conduct ourselves with love, caring about other people greater than ourselves. If you are able to do that in the workplace, wouldn't that be a well-representation of God? The next is, use the most of your ability. Use the most of your ability. Having ability is one thing. Having talent is one thing. Having skills is one thing. But using the most of it takes effort and time and pain. Being the best at what you do isn't something naturally there. God gives you the gifts. Making the most of it, He leaves to you. And so effort and good work is something that God allows us to do for Him. The results, He he leaves to His power. But the work that we put in is ours to put in. The next is to deal with everything prayerfully. Prayer is not just for the church, it is not just here that we should be prayerful. Even at work, lead every project with a prayer. Every day, everything that you do, lift it up to God in prayer. Why? Because you are acknowledging that God is the one who gives you success. You are acknowledging that God is the one gives that gives you success. Prayer keeps you humble. It keeps you from attributing things to yourself when God gives you success. That that is my weakness. I am not very prayerful because I am very prideful. And when things go my way, I say, you know, this is really according to my talent. Ang galing-galing ko talaga. And then God humbles me 
by taking away the success of my work. Why? Because he loves me more than to puff up my pride. He wants me to keep dependent on him. So depend on him by dealing with everything prayerfully. And share the gospel explicitly. It's hard for people to know that you're a Christian if you don't even talk about it. Sometimes it's taboo in your workplace and it's gonna cause you persecution. That is actually biblical. But you are supposed to represent God in your workplace and what best way to do it then? To talk about it. To talk about your faith. To talk about your relationship with God. To talk about God things in your office place. You know what's going to happen? They're going to make fun of you. They're going to persecute you. They're going to say, Ah, ikaw pala yung isa na alive-alive dyan. But God is going to honor that you acknowledge Him in front of people. That is also biblical. Lastly is, act with integrity. Whether or not someone is seeing what you are doing, make the best effort that you can. And God will take care of the results. God will take care of the results. And I'm saying this, and if you've read the next section, it kind of is is, is a disconnect to what I just said. I just said, God is faithful in every circumstance. I just said, you are called to glorify God in every situation. God is the one who is granting you success. And so Joseph was doing all of this. Joseph was being faithful to God in his workplace. He got demoted big time got promoted a little, in all of that, Joseph was faithful to God. And God was increasing his work. But if you see what happens next, by the way, it's Genesis 39. That's the whole story if you want to follow with me. What happened next was, after a time, wait, it said uh, in verse 6, it said, Now, Joseph, was handsome in form of and appearance. Verse 6. Reality number 2. Christians are handsome in form and appearance. Uh, yes, in the Lord's eyes. So Joseph was handsome in form and appearance. And 7. After a time, his master's wife cast her eyes on Joseph and said, Lie with me. But he refused and said to his master's wife, Behold, because of me, my master has no concern about anything in the house, and he has put everything that he has in my charge. He is not greater in this house than I am, nor has he kept back anything from me except you, because you are his wife. How then can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? You see the faithfulness of Joseph to God. It was not his master that he was serving, but
But everything that he was doing, he was doing to serve God. And that is what we should be doing also. You see here, J- Joseph's acting with integrity. Right? The master's wife was there. Siya na yung lumalapit sa kanya. Say, lie with me. No one would know. But Joseph said, I cannot sin against God. Whether or not anyone will able will see. Whether or not there are any consequence in this. I know that God is looking at me. And I cannot sin against him. Joseph was acting with real hard integrity. So that's something I want to emulate. But it says, one day, when he went into the house to do his work and none of the men of the house was there in the house. She caught him by the garment saying, lie with me. But he left his garment in her hand and fled and got out of the house. Uh, Men, if there is temptation, you can run away, literally run away. Just a tip. And as soon as he heard, oh sorry, he left his garment in her hand and fled and got out of the house. And as soon as she saw that he had left his garment in her hand and had fled out of the house, she called to the men of her household and said to them, See, he has brought among us a Hebrew to laugh at us. He came in to me to lie with me, and I cried out with a loud voice. And as soon as he heard that I lifted up my voice and cried out, He left his garment beside me and fled and got out of the house. Then she laid up his garment by her until his master came home. What happened? Joseph was getting blackmailed, wasn't he? Joseph was getting blackmailed. And you see here that Someone acting with real integrity. Someone giving his best effort. Someone who was doing all he can to glorify God in the workplace. And the enemy wasn't playing fair. And sometimes you think to yourself also, God, I'm doing my best for you in the workplace. Why is this thing that is happening to me, why doesn't it seem fair? Sometimes you will go through those situations. Now you will say, God, I think I've been doing good. I think I was being faithful. And then you will come across a situation like this. And then you say, Mali ba ginagawa ko? Am I being punished for something? What happened? It said, She laid up her garment by her until the master came home. And she told him the same story, saying, The Hebrew servant whom you have brought among us came into me to laugh at me. But as soon as I lifted my voice and cried out, 
his garment, he left his garment and fled out of the house. As soon as his master heard the words that his wife spoke to him, this is the way your servant treated me, his anger was kindled, and Joseph's master took him and put him into prison, the place where the king's prisoners were confined. And he was there in prison. And so let's look at what was happening in the life of Joseph. He was a favorite son. Suddenly he found himself in a pit. He was saved from the pit, found himself a slave. As a slave, he did his best for God was a faithful servant, hard worker, did everything with integrity. And then he found himself an overseer because the master saw the work that God was doing through him. Suddenly there was a, a detour in his life and he found himself a prisoner. He found himself a prisoner. Now again, what would you do in Joseph's shoes? What would you do? I would probably be the same. I would probably be like, you know, God, uh, I tried my best and it seems like uh, you're, not, you're not working according to plan. God, uh, I was doing everything to glorify you. And, you know, we're slowly working our way. I was overseer. There was, there was no more, uh, ano, there was a next, there was a next, ano na lang, promotion na lang, or salary increase or something. Suddenly, I found, I find myself a prisoner. Or I lose my job. Most of us, including me, would probably just, you know, want to leave God and just, you know, uh, I don't know what, the, what you're doing here anymore. Are you really here, you know, to, do you really, do you really love me, God? And this is why your knowledge of God will affect how you see each situation. Do you truly know in your heart that God is good and he acts out of love to those who love him also? The thing is, when we talk about this thing called a detour, it's something that we go through all of our lives. Things don't go according to plan. And it's easy for us when the detour is something that favors us. Diba? Like, hey, surprise, I got something good. But when it's something that is not favorable, favorable, suddenly we're mad at God. 
suddenly God is not faithful anymore. The reality is that things don't always go according to our plans. That is the reality. You want to know what the greater reality than that is? The greater reality is that things always go according to God's plans. Things always go according to God's plans. My wife was sharing me, sharing to me the other day. Oh, can we just praise God for my wife? She's my uh, automatic operator. So, hindi po magic swipe yung ginagawa ko. May pumipindot po dun sa likod. Um, my wife was sharing to me, you know that verse that God said to the Israelites, I know the plans I have for you. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. That was the verse, di ba? And it's a beautiful verse that a lot of people love to use. But God was saying it at the time when he was telling them na, oh, this country is going to conquer you. <laughs> this country is going to attack you and then you're going to get conquered. But I know the plans I have for you. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Do you see what I'm getting here? Diba? God does have plans for us. But sometimes, how his plans go, we don't know. We don't know what the end point is. What the end goal is. Sometimes it requires your country getting invaded by the enemy. Like, God, paano to dadating sa prosper and not harm? Parang harm, harm na talaga to eh, di ba? Paano, paano naging hope and future to? God, paano ka naging faithful at prisoner na ako ngayon? Right? Sometimes we find ourselves in situations and we don't see how this fits into God's plan. But that doesn't mean it's not part of God's plan. Why? His ways are higher than our ways. If God were a chess player, he would be seeing his victory before even making the first move. I don't play chess, but I think that was a good uh, analogy. Now, what is the reality? What was reality number one? Yeah, someone shouted to me. Yeah, God is faithful in every circumstance. God is, can you say this with me? God is faithful in every circumstance. Even when Joseph was in prison? Yes. Even if, if Joseph was in prison? Even if you find yourself in the lowest of your lows, is God still faithful in your circumstance? Why? God is. If you haven't read the rest of this story, you should. I'm not going to go there because I'm only until chapter 39. 
but the reality still stays. God is faithful in every circumstance. Even in prison, it says that the Lord was with Joseph and showed him steadfast love and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. In Joseph's lowest of lows, God was still with him and still was granting him favor. And the keeper of the prison put Joseph in charge of all of the prisoners that were there. Whatever was done there, he was the one who did it. And the keeper of the prison paid no attention to anything that was in Joseph's charge because the Lord was with him. And whatever he did, the Lord made it succeed. Even in prison, Joseph was glorifying God. Even the prison master saw that the Lord was with God, with Joseph. Are we able to do that? The reality is, even in our lowest of lows as a prisoner, we are called to glorify God wherever he places us. Even in prison, even in your situation, you are still called to glorify God where he has placed you. And you know how you can glorify God? The only way you can glorify God as a prisoner is if you know who God is. If you know his character and that it and that it doesn't change with your situation. God is still the same God in your highest of highs and in your lowest of lows. And you have to know who God is so that you can glorify Him in any situation that you are in. Some things that comfort me is that God said that He will supply all of your needs. You can find that in Philippians 4.19. He will give you everything you need. If he takes everything away, you don't need it. Why? Because he is all you need. And he's going to give you an infinite supply of himself if you just ask for it. He will supply all of your needs. Another is, he will never leave you nor forsake you. Even in prison, God was still with Joseph. Even in your hardest of situations, God will still be with you. And he works all things for the good of those who love him. Romans 8, 10 to 8. Everything is working for the good of those who love him. Now that standard of good is up to God. What good he is doing in your life. And you know how I know this? You know that how I know that God is good. And he loves us even if he brings us to our lowest points. 
because he did the same to his own son. The thing is, because we were sinners, someone had to go and pay the penalty of our sin. And that was Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ had to go through the greatest of trials, the greatest of stresses. So much so that the day before he was about to be crucified, he was stressing about it so much that he sweat blood. That is an actual medical condition that your capillaries break and then your blood mixes with your sweat because of the stress. Jesus was not, you know, I am God, I can take crucifixion. He was so afraid of that situation that he was going to be in that he said, God, if I don't have to do this, if it can be taken away from me, please do. But God, your will be done. God is good in your circumstance because he did not spare his son out of the same thing. He was doing something through the son, through Jesus. And sometimes God needs to bring you through those low points. You know the rest of the story. If you don't, you left this at chapter 39. Read the rest. And you will see the faithfulness of God and why he had to go through being in prison. Why Joseph had to go through being in prison. But I'm not going to go there because some of you might be feeling that you are here. You find yourself a slave. You find yourself a prisoner like Joseph was. You're telling God, God, it can't get any lower than this. Or God, I just lost everything. And you're struggling to see how good, how God is good, even the situation that you're in. And let me just tell you, the two realities are there. That God is faithful in every circumstance. And where you are at, He is calling you to glorify Him. In closing, we just saw each other uh, two weeks ago, right? Um, I started out this month without a job. Um, which is funny that this is the message that was given today. God really gives speakers something to, uh, a lesson first before he asks them to speak. But I started October without a job. Um, before that, I had my plans. Um, I left a corporate job uh, and a pers prospective promotion to join the family business. Um, I was my parents were going to retire. They wanted someone to um, take over the business. And my intention was, was okay, I think. I was thinking of uh, if 
I left corporate and uh, joined the business, I would be able to have more time and resources so I can serve at church. But parang I was like, God, this was the plan, right? So that I don't have to worry about finances and I can spend a lot of time, you know, teaching your word and serving in church. This seems like the logical way. And so that's where I poured my effort. I poured my effort in being good at the business, eventually being able to uh, inherit it, to run it myself. And then about two months ago, my dad came to me and said, uh, Anak, our business isn't earning money anymore. And two months from now, um, the capital is going to run out. And so I find myself in a situation like Joseph where I had my plan. And they just, parang alam mo yung tinanggal yung carpet sa ando mo, parang your plans were gone in an instant. And you would think, I would have thought that given a situation like that, I would have been devastated, worried, like what am I going to do now? But because I knew that God was faithful and that he was always good and always loving, I knew that he had a plan for my situation. And that same day, uh, I got half the day off. My wife picked me up. And it was surprising because um, I just told her, ah, Rav, I don't have a job anymore. And she she said something like, oh, okay, what are you going to do now? There was real peace between the two of us. Imagine losing, losing your whole plans and still having peace. Until today, I am surprised about the peace that I have. Right now, I am um, freelancing. I got to pursue my passion in graphic design. And God has been faithful and he gave me a client that, that kind, of, um, kind of sustains us. And I might have another client and it has to do with sharing the gospel through social media. And these opportunities wouldn't have come if I had still been in corporate because or in the business because I would have been too busy. God also supplied us with someone who we're staying with. Uh, my grandparents kind of don't want us to leave their house. We stayed, we stayed for them a bit. And now my grandmother wants us to stay with them maybe forever <laughs> or something. But right now, um, God is sustaining the both of us in amazing ways. We have less than, than we used to have. I'm still not earning the same as I had. But I know that God is faithful in every circumstance. And right now, I want to glorify God 
in this situation that we are in. And I pray that you guys would also see every situation that you're in. Whether you're at the lowest of lows, whether work feels like you're a slave, that you see every place you are at as an opportunity to glorify God. Can I pray for you? Father God, we thank you that you are faithful, that you are constant. God, that you remain the same and you shine the same light no matter what circumstance we are in. God, thank you that it says in John that Jesus came as a light and the darkness has not overcome it. Because we know that as long as we have Jesus, no matter how dark our situation is, no matter how hard work seems like, Father, that you are always faithful. God, may you just allow us to glorify you in the workplace, to represent you well. God, we know that that will be hard work. But God, may you give us the fervent hearts that God, when you allow us success, that you would be the first one to be glorified. God, always have us rely on you in everything. God, don't give us prideful hearts, but humble us to constantly rely on you and acknowledge you in all of our successes. God, may your greatness be shined through us wherever we are. May you always show us your faithfulness. That God, in our lowest of lows, we have someone to cling on to, and that is you. Father, thank you for who you are. Who you are to us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you.